When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the sea is terrible wild because one day everybody on the island knows that I went to the mainland and I was coming in from the mainland and they came gale force 11 on me. And everybody in the village seen it. They thought I would never make it. The wife asked the young fellow, the grandson here, is he in the flat or is he out of the flat? He's in the flat, the young fellow says. Well, I doubt he's out of the flat. He'll get lost. He'll never make it. And this hail shower got worse and they lost the visibility was hopeless then. They couldn't see me at all. But I stuck to my guns. Even it was Gale Force 11 itself, I stuck to my guns and I says, for as long as I have two atoms, I won't let myself get lost. And if it, if it goes to the worst, I'll even back back with the one and take it easy. But I stuck to my guns and I made in here. And my missus was surprised. She says, I thought she was in a nervous wreck right enough. I shouldn't have did it, you know. But I was cut short. I was in between Aaron Moore and the perch there when the, the gale force started. And you're a seafaring man yourself, I'm a course. seafaring man. I, 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 uh, I went round the island in a flat-bottom boat in a wild sea. They were even out in the lighthouse, the top of the lighthouse, and the tower of the lighthouse watching to see if I would ever make it. But I made it. And uh, I have great concern. I, I don't do it for pride of myself, but I do it for pastime. And the priest said that I shouldn't be doing those things. Well, I said, when I'm doing them things, I'm speaking to God all the time. That's my company in the boat, so it is. And You're uh, not a bit afraid of the I'm sea? I'm not a bit afraid of the sea, no. I'm not a bit, not a bit uh, as long as I know how to handle a boat. Good people, dear, play land and near. And I'll tell you one and all about a great disaster that occurred up Donegal. Where the wild Atlantic Ocean has added to its toll, another 19 victims may the Lord receive its soul. It been in the year of thirty-five, on a bleak November eve. This awful tragedy took place that caused us all to grieve. Those cheerful lads were coming from their Scottish harvest fields. When to the broad Atlantic there's Lives were forced to yield. The disaster commemorated in that ballad occurred between Aaron Moore Island and the coast of Donegal on a winter's night in 1935. Nineteen young migratory labourers returning to the island after the Tattyhokin in Scotland were drowned, as the song tells us. It's the sort of tragedy that has happened some winter's night, sometime, to nearly all island communities though perhaps not always on such a terrifying scale. 
Even during our own last visit to Ireland Moor just before Christmas, it was soon brought home to us how islanders everywhere live on the sufferance of the sea. In the small hours of our first night on the island, the boatman Phil Bon O'Boyle was called on to take out his boat for an emergency. An old man to whom we'd been speaking earlier in the Glen Hotel had fallen on his way home and broken two or three ribs. Phil Bon launched his boat and brought him the four miles to the mainland at Burton Port on his way to hospital in Glenties. And it wasn't a night when anyone would have been out by choice on either land or sea. Some listeners may already have heard our programme about Christmas on Aaron Moor. What we do now is take a more general look at the social life of the island, the cultural traditions and the recreational side of things, the music, song and entertainment, which the eight or nine hundred people largely provide themselves during the winter months. It has to be remembered to begin with that Aaron Moor, unlike Torrey Island further north, is not a place with a long history. In fact, it may not have been inhabited earlier than 400 years ago. Podrigo Crouchy. Brian O'Gallagher comments on the fact that Aaron Moore figures very little in historical records. and I 
Macaulay is one of the singers from Aaron Moore, recorded by Dr Hugh Shields of the Irish Folk Song Society, who has collected many of the songs of the island. He told us about the song and music tradition as he found it. There was a great impression of a community spirit in the island. I think it's always the case with islands, and this comes out a bit in the local songs. Uh, I looked for music and looked for songs in Aaron Moore. Uh, it was in some ways a wee bit disappointing. There weren't many instruments around, not many players. Packy Boner, I met. Packy was playing for the Irish College in the summertime, and he played some of the dance music that was going on in his own young days. Uh, a few old singers had two or three traditional songs apiece, uh, well-known ones in Irish like Chucky and Sauru, uh, ones in English off the ballads, uh, Come All You Loyal Lovers, Caroline of Edinburgh Town. It was Charlie Rua, Charlie Call that sang that at 93 years of age. He learned it in Scotland, uh, where he worked for a good number of years. Local songs too. Uh, uh, there's often, you find often songs uh, in which girls lament the fact that being married, they have to go and live in a remote place. Now, being married into a different part of Ironmore doesn't sound very remote. Uh, the island's not more than four miles across at most. And from Plahog to Polawadi, it's about two miles, I think. There is a song, though. I got a fragment of it from Biddy O'Donnell, um, in which a girl just does that, laments to, that she has to go uh, to, to that uh, 
rather uncongenial side of the island so far as she was concerned after marriage. Uh, there's plenty of singers around. Uh, our landlady, Alice Macaulay, led the singing in church at Mass. Um, some of the singers have, it's a pity, they've lost touch rather with local tradition. They have to learn their songs from outside. And uh, this is a wee bit the case with children too. But it's nice to see that uh, a, a social worker from the mainland, Eleanor Ash, whom I hadn't the opportunity to meet, uh, is working with children now, teaching them music and teaching them local songs. Um, one person that uh, did learn one of the older songs from uh, a well-known singer uh, who, who died a good number of years ago now, Russia, um, Russia Magriana, uh, um, that was Andrew Early. He learned a song in English, The Lowlands of Holland, from her. And it would be great if those older songs, and the ones in Irish more than the ones in English, could be taken up by the young people again and learned off the recordings, of which there are plenty, plenty of recordings of Russia in particular. And it was in Andrew Early's, of course, that one of the best-known songs was composed. This is, this is just so. Uh, a song by uh, uh, a Glen Finn poet, um, Pader Branagh, who came to Aranmore and had a kind of uh, skirmish, an amorous or, or a convivial skirmish there uh, in that pub uh, and made a song about it. To the uh, distaste, I think, of the, the Glenfin people, isn't that true? Trechwe me shall tommel shirkwert Gor evrani me wem and speak Hart fon e helen Marbuele Aran Father Rani, August Tyler Tashtil be a badder, Rias Lamanehisa, August Boranish got hurt. Oh, ha, Kachach, Janawadi, being with Grace and Yakuins and Amshans a chach. August Amawan in Shashan Chaga Herring, August Herr Labgaru Kasu Kali Nogda, Nora Juden. August Stoyagrain, every egg, Nora, a Kasashish at the Yanu Grin, August Wancha Orandan. Sonator <laughs> Burcha, the Mechamelon Hamor, which are Kalini Ogar, Fin, Rodokar Faragar, whichever on the moor. August Ranchets and Caru and Chona Kanyu Father. August Shadurchad Lesh, Nakrejigi Faran Hin War, and Roger Regan Ra, Monastadashed Awalunin Shugs the Hall, as a Kanyu Reogan Teal, Pesha Monedig Fall, the Tarrant at Loix the Eel. As the fair Dunya Fonard go fall. Go nyan moj alon dan fin. Sko me hag nyan tol. Agus kajuar goy arish. 
the walkers I will near Kasuga fall do Malamaron Tertriel Staminche and Malinemor Yonikalini there are then a lot of local songs in Aran Moor, um, as though uh, the, the enhanced community spirit of the island had brought these forth. And some of the, the oldest ones, of course, in Irish, Na um, Franki Bana is maybe not a local song, but it's got local associations, or on Aran, a song about the transportation of a young boy. Uh, songs in English by emigrants, Aran Moor, dear Aran Moor, or um, songs even recently in Irish by one emigrant in particular, Pete Sweeney, who died two or three years ago and uh, um, has composed interesting songs um, in Chicago, where they were learned by Andrew Early from him, um, songs about Aaron Moore. Uh, some coming up then bilingual in both English and Irish and one rather amusing satiric piece on the first appearance of the dole in the island uh, and the effect it might have. Um, Another interesting satiric song is wholly in English and dates from the Second World War, as it seems, because it describes uh, the appearance on the island of a bull that was shipwrecked, um, shipwrecked in a vessel from America that was torpedoed by a German submarine. August Darlin Hin Goro our Oranians skill, Kamilish a tan like a tan bokwell, Agus Hashamajar Major and August Merler on Majaga Shamarquisha. Attention, pay all Irishmen to those few lines I've penned. My freedom and my liberty upon you now depend. My trials and misfortunes I'll relate to you in full, and I hope that you see justice done to a poor wee Jersey bull. I was born in far off Canada, where prairies do abound, and on those grassy fertile plains I grazed and roamed around. Till at last my master sold me and I had to cross the sea and bid goodbye to those grassy plains in the land of liberty. I was shipped aboard a timber boat, her name was Greek to me. To far off Liverpool we were bound across the angry sea. It was off the coast of Aaron Moore, that little island green, our ship it was torpedoed by a German submarine. Of course, the songs sung in Aaron Moore come from all over the place, and uh, it would be natural to expect some from Mayo and uh, 
the west of Ireland since uh, there was a lot of contact there and through seasonal migration um, the contact was apparent because uh, boats travelling from Ballina to probably Glasgow uh, called at Arranmore up until about 1910 uh, to take the migrants. Um, There's one song in particular that uh, uh, seems to link up Mayo and Teelan, the south of Donegal, and Arranmore. Uh, It's a song, Owen Bon, beginning Tan um, and it's one I recorded from the mother of the well-known folklore collector Sean O'Hache.
but Aaron Moore has been influenced musically by places further afield than Mayo or Teelan. The Greek ship which brought in the Jersey Bull commemorated in Barney Gallagher's song also brought in some Greek sailors who stayed in houses on the island when their boat was wrecked. They left some of their music behind them, as Condé O'Donnell tells us. Every night at the Caelian, while they were on the island, there was a dance every night, and there wasn't many people could play on the island that time, you know. And he had one tune, and that was the only tune he had, and I never heard him playing another tune, and I always remember that tune till the day I die. Never, never would forget it. How did it go? The idle dum daily dum daily daily dum dum daily daily dum dum Like Hugh Shields, we too were disappointed in the amount of traditional music we heard in Aaron Moore. And strangely enough, most of what there is seems to be played not in the quiet winter months, but in the summer for the visitors. Packy Bonner, as we heard, plays in the Irish College at the Student Cayleys, and generally the islanders provide much less of their own entertainment than they did in the past. Brian O'Gallagher. There used to be more of our own entertainment. There used to be more fiddlers and melodian players and that sort of thing on the island than we have now because they depend a lot on the canned stuff, more than they did in the old days. But we do have a number of them. You get them in the pubs. We have the singing pubs and the singing lounges, the same as they have everywhere else. You've got card games there too. Oh, well, around Christmas now, it's a great time for the card games. They're playing for turkeys these nights, turkeys and geese. And all, nearly everywhere, nearly all the every town land has a crowd playing for for turkeys and hens and geese and that sort of thing. It passes the winter for them as a sort of a good pastime. Well, the <laughs> Another thing we have here is the bingo. And the bingo, like everything else in Ironmore, has a social factor that isn't to be seen anywhere else. The people love to meet one another at bingo. I, I think they come as much to meet their friends at the bingo as they come to win a big prize. They win the snowball. <laughs> Not that they're interested in that size too, and they like to win. They like to win, they're delighted to win. You hear everybody saying, who won last night? 
Who won a who 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 won a full house? Or who who won a line? And of course, when the snowball comes out, it's the news all over the place. Who won the fifty-pound snowball? A check on seventy-one. Right. Right. on an island which has five pubs and no guard of presence and no community centre, I suppose it's only to be expected that the consumption of alcoholic liquor plays a big part in the social life. So too nowadays does television, in some odd ways from time to time, as the island's priest, Dr Eugene McDermott, told us. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you would bring that up. It's not safe talking to you at all. <laughs> that shook me. <laughs> Well, I was amused one night to go into a number of times. On a Saturday night, I went into a house, you know, and they were saying the rosary, still preserving the saying the rosary. Uh, It was during the the time of the Late Late Show, uh, at the time of the Late Late Show. And the people, they didn't miss the Late Late Show, and yet they said the rosary. They were all kneeling, the the sound on the television was off, and they were all kneeling round the TV set. Kneeling round the boxes, they say, <laughs> saying the rosary. I was very much amused, and in fact, I was edified, because I believe they were given the real attention to the rosary. And it was only in case something would turn up, they were taking a nod look at the television. Perhaps a case of propitiating the most powerful of the modern gods, while still keeping on the right side of the traditional one. Times change on islands as much as anywhere else. It's just 25 years ago this coming May since we paid our own first visit to Aaron Moore. We spoke on that occasion to Padrigo Crouchy, a teacher in Affort School. On our most recent visit, we met him again, and he spoke of the changes of a quarter of a century. Well, 
Aranmore now has its own cooperative society, which among other activities encourages the island's Gaelic football team and produces a new sheet of local interest. At a bazaar, attended mostly by young people, but primarily for the benefit of old age pensioners, Eugene O'Boyle told us about it. Ticket bomb ever doll, cahed a doll. Ticket bomb ever doll, cahed a doll. Dog care a doll. Shah and Shah. The Jogumson. Right, the Shinkart. I guess Shah. The Dush is my latte. Well, the beast might as in your bag. Beast might a nail get you. At the Gajeta machine and La Bregan West. One of the ironies about the present state of our Western Islands is that as economic and social conditions improve, more and more of their inhabitants contemplate moving to the mainland, and many have actually done so. We asked Brian O'Gallagher why there should be this apparent discontent with island life. Well, it's a very confined life in the first place, bound to be. And formerly, strangely enough, it was the islands that were nearer the mainland that were evacuated first. And the, like Tory, Tory stood at the times pretty well up till now. 
and Aaron Moore has. But uh, they hadn't the same amenities in former years. They have now, and the, that's why probably they're coming back to Aaron Moore. Because we have electric light, we have water, and all that. I don't think we'd have half the number of people on Aaron Moore only for we have the electric light, for instance, because the young people here wouldn't remain on the island without the, the for instance, TV and that sort of thing. Think that they, have TV, they couldn't have TV and that you could have it on the mainland. And they have TV in most oh, of the houses. They have TV in every house. They and those that haven't, it, they go to the other there houses where it is available. There are very few that haven't, and those that haven't, it, they go to the neighbour's house. Yes. But islands like Gola now, for example, which were near the mainland, well, why was it evacuated? Well, that's what I said. The ones that near the mainland were the ones to, to be evacuated first because, I suppose, they had more contact with the mainland, spent more time on the mainland than the more isolated islands, you see, and they got to more accustomed to mainland life. This is the strange thing. That's the ones that are, say, Rutland now, for instance, was nearer mainland again than Tori, to and, and, and then Edernishet, they're in Inishku, and they were evacuated. Inishgera was a different case, because in Inishgera, they had no turf in Inishgera. And there was a drawback in Rutland, too, because you couldn't keep animals in it for longer than six months. They got something in the... the, 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 the they ate so much sand that it interfered with their digestion and they started to fail away after about six months. They had to be transferred somewhere. There are all sorts of economic factors involved. Oh, there are economic factors, of course. The the turf was a big thing in, 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 in Ischera. They had to go to the, out to Charman to cut their turf and they had to take it in on boats and that sort of thing. Then they hadn't a good supply of water in Ischera. But it was a great place for earning because when the Ischera people left that island, they could all buy farms or the homes of their own. They got no government support whatsoever, none. They never got a penny from the government to help them to evacuate. With so many of its neighbouring islands now deserted, will Ironmore survive as a community? Padre O'Crowshey sees its survival depending on a number of factors. The German and the German Aaron Moore is in the happy position of having an expanding population. The old emigration pattern has been reversed, but if young people are to stay on the island, they'll have to find employment. They'll want improved transport and harbour facilities and they'll also demand a full and satisfying social life. Breno Gallagher is optimistic. Aaron Moore will hold out because, and when we get the ferry boat now, it'll make a big change and make a big difference to the life of the people. They can, the, the vans can come in with their loads of, of groceries and we can get even oil tankers, small oil tankers in. The, the new ferry boat will be able to take a 12-tonne truck at the moment, we have to go out for petrol. And uh, you can drive a car onto it. And most, a lot of people on this island have two cars, an old car here on the island and a better car out on the mainland, you see. So uh, the, when the ferry boat comes, it'll change all that. One car will do. 
Is it very difficult to get a car in and out at the moment? Well, you need a good day for it. But uh, it's no more difficult than just to take out a cow, for instance. It's easier to get the car into the boat than get a cow into a boat. You can put two ship's hatches across a, the boat and drive your car onto it. The cow is more unpredictable. The cow is more <laughs> unpredictable in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And how many cars would there be on Aaron Moor now? Well, I wouldn't have an idea. There, 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 there must be oh, 150 or well over 100 anyhow. There are probably far too many. Far <laughs> too many for the road conditions, yes. Yeah. And, and what about the repair of the roads? Who does that? Oh, the county council does that. Yes. And do they come in fairly often? Oh, once a year they give it a going over. Oh, the, the roads aren't too bad now. The only drawback there is that the chips have to be brought down from Lai or all from Falcara. And we hope to f- set that to rights when we get our own machine working and be able to supply our own chips for the roads. And what about work for young people now? Now, there isn't much work for young people, right? We have a factory over here. But with the coming of the ferry and with easier transport, you see, transport facilities to then, we probably could entice other factories to start up here. We have, there are some 13 or 14 girls working in the factory over here, over the road here. And that's the only employment available at the moment, apart from working on the roads and working on relief schemes and that sort of thing. Is it really an economical proposition, though, to have a textile sort of industry here? Well, it seems to be. The material is easy to transport, you see. That's not heavy goods. Any light industry could well flourish on the side. Aaron Moore, then, is an island developing without some, at least, of the disabilities many other islands suffer. But the internal combustion engine and other modern facilities bring their own problems with them. Culturally, too, the island is in a state of transition, turning its back on an older tradition and losing much in the process. But as a community, it survives and looks like surviving, secure in the pride and independence of its people. I can see Arlen Moore at a distance As I gazed away over the bay Sure it seems to its meadows look bony On a bright summer's morning in May You may travel this wide world all over And for different oceans to roam but for bravery, bold and good seamen, you will find them around Arlen Moor. That's the best I made myself <laughs> a long time ago, and I have that one all the time. <laughs>